the first chapter of the book of Revelation, how long have we been touching all these scriptures, right? Sunday morning, we, we had these uh, young ladies who did such a great, a great job. And uh, next Friday, the Lord's willing, next Friday we will uh, touch in our Bible study on what Sister Marina, that scripture in Numbers chapter 16, I read it over and I told you all to read it because it's a tremendous scripture and I did not get to explain all of it on Sunday. It was just a lot. It's a lot there. Beautiful chapter. So next week we will, uh, Friday, we will explain that scripture. Um, Did I say the first chapter of Revelation? In the first chapter of Revelation, you have your Bibles, you have your notes, you look at what I'm saying because you have to break these scriptures down. Otherwise, you just won't know. You won't know these scriptures. Now, here, here is a beautiful chapter in the Bible that we have been studying this chapter for quite a while. And then we go into the second chapter of Revelation and the third and the fourth. And I think the fifth, right? <coughs> but we've not even begin to fathom the depth of these scriptures. Uh, tonight in Revelations, and we ask God's blessing upon this Bible study on Wednesday night, I, I, I want you to focus, okay? Because this is very important. The Bible says, Blessed is he that readeth. Remember that scripture? Blessed is he that readeth. And... And the Revelations chapter 1 verse 3. Look at that. Get to verse 3 says. <clears throat> Blessed is he that readeth. So you have to read. But then you can read and you don't understand. You don't hear it. Okay. Read it and they that hear. Okay. The words of this prophecy. Understand it. Hearing. Understandest thou what thou readest. You can read it but you don't understand. And they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep, notice there, and keep those things which are written therein. How are you going to keep something unless you understand it? Brother Head was talking about his, his work, but he's a mechanic, but he couldn't fix a part unless he understands the part. Unless he knows the part, he has to know where the part has to go, right? See, and so on. You that have different occupation. Uh, Now, so here's the word of God. You have to hear it. You have to read it. You have to obey it. But you cannot obey something that you don't understand. And that's what teaching is for. You go into a church that's uh, as teaching. And then you'll produce a crop. When people get on their feet, they will have something to say. Do you understand that? See, someone has to break down the word of God. So blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy, this prophecy, revelation. But if you never hear it, you're missing out something. And then a preacher said, oh, it's too hard. You don't have to have it, Eli, because that's not what Jesus says. 
Jesus said you're supposed to read it. Did he say that? Now reading, when you're reading, are you running around the block when you're reading? Or you just sit down and look in the word of God? Hmm? How do you read? When you're reading, are you jumping up and shouting? Or you just stand still or sit still? And you begin to focus. And you begin to meditate. <clears throat> See, I'm trying to show you an attitude that you have towards God. Where, where you approach God reverently with respect. Because in the 20th century, 21st century, many of us are not taught how to respect God. We don't have any respect for God. So God's going to have to do uh, overall. And you'll find out chapter 1 really tells you what, what the Lord is going to do. He says that and keep those things <clears throat> which are written therein. What? What time? For the time is at hand. What time is it? That's at hand. The, the, the fulfillment of all these things and the second coming of Jesus Christ establishing the kingdom. The time uh, for the uh, church age, okay, uh, is, is to be fulfilled. Okay? The time is at hand. When all these things that's written in the church age will be fulfilled. Then go down to... Uh, Verse uh, 5. Go to verse 5. It says, And from Jesus. Notice who's speaking. From who? From Jesus Christ. Who else would you like to hear from? And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness. Notice who he is. It tells you who is, who is a faithful witness. It, what it's doing, it's setting a standard for you and I. What we are supposed to be. Is introducing him to you. Okay. And. <clears throat> uh, somebody comes in. A great. Uh, a great sports star. You you say play football. And they bring out a great. Football up and. Uh, uh, a sports star. And say this is what you need to come up to. A great uh, runner. Or drumper. Whatever. But say this is the standard. Now the standard that the church has to come up to. Is that of Jesus Christ. Not of a man. Not of a church board. But of Jesus Christ. That is the example. Now if you don't know the scripture. How are you going to be like him? See and we're supposed to be like him. So it says. And from Jesus Christ. Who is. Look what he is. The faithful witness. The faithful witness. The first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings, notice, of the earth, the chief, the prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him that loved that can go down. He loves me, this awesome being. You, you see how God puts him before you and tell you that he loves you? Huh? Unto him that loved me, loved us. But he did something. What did he do? What did he do? And washed us from our sins. That's, that make you shout. Alright, what if he loved, or he loved, but he didn't wash me? He told Peter, said, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. 
but unto him that loved us. Think about that. I want you to focus <clears throat> focus on that. When somebody said, I love you. Hmm? Uh, you, you, you guys locked in my, you wouldn't have just got married unless one of you told, or both of you told each other that you love, right? So you understand now. But someone just said, I love you. And that's what Jesus said. Jesus loves us to him that first loves us. <clears throat> he tells you that he loves you before you ever uh, tell him that you love him. It's because of the love of Christ why we're here tonight. It's because of the love of God for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believed unto him. You didn't love God. I didn't love God. He first loved us. And he gave himself for us. But look at how powerful this scripture is. I'm trying to let you begin to get some understanding in these scriptures. Okay. <clears throat> Unto him that loved us. And what did he do? The most precious thing that God had was the blood of his son. Jesus Christ. And he washed us in his blood. Why? To wash away your sins. To break the power, like Brother Ed was saying, the powers of principalities. Because you don't have the strength to do it by yourself. It's only God that can help you. Demonic forces. Evil spirits. You say, oh, don't, I don't think there's a... Evil spirits will destroy you. Evil spirits will blind you spiritually. Or you can walk naturally, but you can't walk towards God. Your mind is blind. Your eyes is blind. And the thing is that he blinds you and you think you're seeing. When you're blind, the, uh, Paul said, get me that scripture quickly. In whom the God of this world. It's in Corinthians. I think Second Corinthians, what is it, 4? And let's uh, uh, hold right here and then put up for me Second Corinthians. <coughs> put it up there for me, brother. Head. Second Corinthians chapter 4. You see what a beautiful lesson? Look at this here. He says, uh, 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 let me go up a little bit. Go to verse 1. Go to verse 1. He says that, therefore seeing we have this ministry. Look at that. What ministry? You got to have a ministry. You have to have a ministry of reconciliation. A ministry to save people, to help people. Not to tear church up. Not to pull church down. Not to sneak into church. That's sheep stealing. See, just like robbing a bank, worse than robbing a bank. If it's not your money and you pull it out, you're stealing, right? But what about God? When about when 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 a pastor is told to build a church, okay, and someone pull away and steal any member, that is sheep stealing. That is. I've been around the ministry a long time. I know that. You cannot steal. From another man's church. God will not honor it. Oh you mean that? Oh yes God's going to honor it. God's not a, a defender of stealing. You, you said oh I don't think you can steal person. Yes you do. Yes you do. Well you see the sheep. They belong to themselves. No they don't. If you are a sheep. You belong to Christ. You are not your own. But you were bought with your price. If you are your own. That means you are not a sheep. A sheep is bought. With the blood of Jesus Christ. Now look up, look up here. He said, Therefore seeing we have this ministry. What's the ministry for? 
Why do you have this ministry? As we have received mercy, we faint not. That means you keep going. You keep going because you're heading to the promised land. You're heading to the kingdom. So you can't faint. Wednesday night, you're not feeling well. But you have to stand up and preach. Sunday morning, you don't have to. You like to sleep a little longer. You got to get out of your bed and come to church. You get that mean? Why? Because we have a ministry. We have this ministry. We faint not. You don't quit. You don't give up. You don't faint. And the next verse says, But we have renounced. Ah, look at that. That's what I was just doing. We renounce the hidden things of dishonesty. You got to be honest. You can't be dishonest and be successful or for God to accept you. God will not accept my, unless I, the Bible said, uh, uh, speaks about, we all run in a race. But only one received the prize. And you have to run lawfully like the Olympics. The, if you cheat, you don't get the goal. You don't get the prize. They go back and look at the replay. And they take it away from you back. Even if they made a mistake and give it to you. See? You have to run and win it honestly. Not behind the back and curve and connive and snaky. That's not the way you build a church. That's stealing. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That is stealing. You ever hear about stealing money? Well, you have also sheep stealing. When you steal from a church, that's not yours. You never build it. You never had it. It's a pastor that built it. He's responsible for that. And God's people are not educated enough. They believe that anything goes. No, it does not. There's an order to God. Whether I believe it or not, whether I like it or not, whether I accept it or not, there is an order to the church of Jesus Christ. I can't do what I want to do and get away. So here it says, but we have renounced the hidden things. Of, you know, secret things behind the, that, you know, that's hidden. That's hidden things uh, of dishonesty. Dishonest. It's not right. And you do it backdoor, connive, and you get together and you group. That's dishonesty. That's why the Spirit of God can't move in your life. But when all of that stuff is pushed out, then God moves. Then God moves. You don't, you don't, you know what I mean? Then God moves. Dishonest. Not straight up. Not forward. Sneaky. And then God revealed these dishonest things. That's what it says. That's about the Bible. I'm in the Bible. He said, but I've re re renounced it. That's what a pastor does. He renounced it. The hidden things of the Sabbath. He's oh, you okay. No, pastor, don't. Yes, he's supposed to read it. The, uh, the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in crafty. They, you know, a crafty person, hmm? a crafty. They, they cannot. They'll steal. They'll plot. They'll sneak upon you and rob you. See, that's a crafty person. You've got to get all these spirits out of your life. And unless you get all these spirits out of your life, you'll never be saved. Crafty spirit, conniving spirits. You've got to get them out of your life. They're renouncing the hidden things of dishonesty, right? Not walking in craftiness. Do you get that? You cannot walk in craftiness. You've got to be straight up. Otherwise, you'll never be in the kingdom of God. You've got to get it out of you right now. While you're alive. See? Not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully. You use it for gain. You use the word of God. You see, that's it. That's up there. The Bible is up there. You, you know, because we read the Bible upside down. 
But read, you have to read the Bible and face up with it. Okay? That's what it says. Okay? You cannot walk crafty. You have to be straight. Okay? You cannot trick your brother. You cannot trick your sister. You cannot rob them or rip them off. That's wrong. See? And it goes on. It says that not handling the word of God deceitfully. But by manifestation of the truth. Commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. You see, you bring God. How are you going to hide that? Eh? Commending every man yourself to every man's conscience in the sight of God. That means whatever you do, you're standing on the crystal sea. You get that, brother? The crystal sea clear. There's no craftiness in you. That's why the sea of glass is there. That crystal sea. Remember the sea of glass? That you have to be clear and straight. No craftiness. Because when you stand on the sea of glass, everything is going to show up. The craftiness. What's going on in your spirit. What you've been doing. What you've been working on. Your crafty spirit. Trying to plot. Trying to destroy. See, that's a crafty spirit. Conniving spirit. You're working behind your spirit. If, if I work and I destroy the house of God, then God will judge me for that. He said I shouldn't walk in craftiness. The Bible is beautiful, eh? If you can, if you can hear it. The Bible is a wonderful book. But it comes to your, your conscience. It comes to you and it convicts you. That's why if you don't feel conviction under the word of God, you're in trouble. See? And if you cannot face the word of God now, when are you going to face it? Because God's not going to change. I'm going to change. But not God. You're going to change. But not God. Who's going to change? You and I. And it's now that we change. Not later on. And you cannot change under a message that's not right. You cannot change under a message that's just nice and just soft with you. So look at, let's go back to the Bible right there. And it says that. Verse 3 says. What's verse 3 says? But if, notice here. It's coming down to what I was saying. But if our gospel be here. Alright, that means you're coming here, you can't understand it. I don't know what pastor is saying. It's not, uh, I don't understand. It's because, it's because uh, if it be hid, it said it's because you're lost. Then you have to be examining yourself. Because the Bible is, pl is plain. It says, if our gospel be hidden. That means it's preached but you don't understand it. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them. That are lost, right? Lost. That means you're not going to the kingdom. You're lost. If you come to church and you can't understand the word of God. And you rebel against the word of God. Something is wrong with you. Not the word. Not, not the scripture. See, if our gospel be hid. That's Paul speaking right here to the church. And the reason why the church went overboard. And all those seven churches went down. Was because they got their eyes off the word of God. And they got the eyes on something else. And the people went whoop overboard. The Laodicean church. Look how, look how they end up. Do you know why the Laodicean church ended like that? Do you know why? It was because the message changed. The message that Christ gave them. They changed it. The pastors changed it. To suit, to suit the people. But if our gospel be hid. That's the good news. That's the Bible. If you don't understand it. You go to church and you don't understand it. It is hid to them that are lost. That means there's some people that's not going to be saved. 
There's some people that I don't care what. And because they're not going to be saved, they want you to follow them. Amen. Because you cannot pull against the word of God and be saved. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Then, But notice what happened here. Notice what happened here. In verse 4. Can you read verse 4? Notice what happened. Read it and see if that's my word. Whose word is it? Eh? Whose word is it? What's up there? Can you read? Hmm? In, in whom the God... If you notice, it's a little G, God, the lower class, element Satan. Okay, the devil, uh, the adversary. He's got many, many names. The dragon, that whole serpent, which is the devil and Satan, in whom the God of this world, what did he do? The God of this age. So we are fighting, as Brother Edward said, principalities. There's a God that hinder your prayer. There's a God that doesn't like the word of God. When Daniel prayed, there's a, a God of principalities and powers that was over there of darkness that was in during prayer. Then he goes there, in whom the God of this world. You know that there's a God right here in Brissett? Principalities and powers that don't want you to listen to the word of God. Don't want you to hear the word of God. Want to block you. Huh? So the gospel will be hidden. You hear it, but you don't hear it. You're blind. But he said, in whom the God of this world right now. You're wrestling, not flesh and blood. But principalities and powers and their rulers of the darkness of this world that want to destroy the church so you'll never have a church. And you cannot make the kingdom without the church. You have to have a church and you have to have a strong church to overcome the devil, the world, the flesh. Because the devil, we at the end the Bible says, because iniquity shall abound. The love of many walks cold. They don't love God like they used to love God. People, we can sin and we don't even feel it. We have no conscience. Oh, okay. Sin is not sin anymore. We can just sit there and rejoice in sin. It's not sin anymore. But the Bible still says the wages of sin is death. Sin is still sin. And you got to preach it. And we've got to say, we need to get back to the Bible. All of sin. And we all have to repent. And what God wants here is a church that loves Him. You're wasting your time if you don't love God. You're wasting your time if you don't love the Word of God. You're wasting your time going out uh, 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 unless you love God. But if I don't love God, remember now, read on in the Bible. There's a multitude that no one can number that loves God. Amen. I might not love God. I hope I do and I want to. But there's a multitude when it's all over. That's going to love God. You think that God just depending on you and I? Hmm? Somebody said, oh, Jesus can't return until the whole world will be reached. At the rate of man, it will never be reached. It's not depending on men. It's depending on God. In whom the God. This is powerful. Look at the scripture. In whom the God of this world had blinded. What? The minds of them which believe not. When you don't believe the word of God. You hear it. You don't know what's going on with you. You might think. Oh I don't believe it. I just get up and uh, after church go home and nothing. No. He's working on you. When you. It's either. Every day. It's either God's working on you. Or the devil is working on you. 
Somebody is working on you. And if you don't believe the word of God. The devil blind your mind. You know what I mean? When he, bl- he puts the light out. You can't see. And you hear the word of God. But you don't see it. You can't understand it. But you're blessed. That you're in a church that can cast devil out of you. If you want them out. Rebuke those spirits out of your life. And have a good church. Brother, Brother Head said tonight is when he came down, he said, What a wonderful spirit. You know why? Because we've been pushing devils back. We've been fighting and wrestling and pushing devil back. Amen. This, this church will push devils back. Amen. This church will push the devil back. And the Bible said, And they overcame him. By the blood of the lamb and the word of the t- and the Bible said resist the devil. But what, what do you think that is? Fight him. Push him back. And he will flee from you. Don't ever sell, settle down and give the devil a church. Push him back. Amen. Well what if they don't change? That's God's responsibility. Your duty is just to preach what God gave you. Your duty is to sing. Your duty is to clap your hands. Your duty is to praise God. Because whether you or not, or I, God is still going to have a church. It might not be you or me. I hope it is. But God is still going to have a church. You cannot stop God. They couldn't stop the church from the day of Pentecost until now. There's always been a church. And sometimes God leaves the best for the last. Why are we here? I said, why are we here? We've come to the kingdom. Are you going to shout for such a time as this? That's why you're here. And don't let the devil fool you. Don't let the devil fool you. You're not preaching to be loved. You're preaching the word of God because it's true. Amen. Feel good tonight, don't you? It says, but this message will change you. Because you have to make changes. You see, that's why God blesses men to honor the word. You don't, you don't honor the people. You honor the word. You honor God first. Remember that. You put God first. And that's what those uh, people that stood with Korah, Dayton, and Abiram, they died, didn't they? But those that stood with Moses, did you? Let me put that in. Did you know that some of his Korah, Dayton, and Abiram children, they didn't stand with the parents? They stood with Moses. Read it. That's why you read in the Psalms. The sons of Korah. They have a song. When the parents was being gobbled up. They sing and cry out to God. And God spared them. You don't have to do what your parents do. Or your loved ones do. Or what loved ones. <laughs> Anybody that will pull you away from God. That's not a loved one. Because you're in a race. It's not a joke. Why pull me away so I'd lose my crown. My eternal life. In whom the God of this world had blinded the minds. You're blind. Okay, you have natural blind, but you have spiritual blind. A natural blind man don't know that the lights are on. And a spiritual blind man doesn't know the lights are on either. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God. He doesn't know. Can you say amen for that right now? The blind. And if the blind lead the blind. A blind pastor doesn't know the word of God. I can quote scripture, but I don't understand the word of God. 
Oh, it, oh, you just read it just like it is. Don't interpret it. Just read it straight and don't tell you what it means. That's what Philip asked the eunuch. The eunuch could read, but he didn't understand. And Philip said, do you understand what you're reading? And the Bible just tells you right there, didn't he tell you? Blessed is he that read it and they that hear the word of the prophecy of this book and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. You've got to understand it. And that's what church is all about. To give you the mind of God. In whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not. So it's not that I, I'm, I'm, I don't believe and I'm saved. No, if the devil is working on my mind. And let me tell you, it's up here in your mind. It's right up here in your mind. You come to church, the devil attack your mind. You, you go to the grocery store, he attack your mind. You wake up in the morning, you don't touch God. That's why you pray. That's why you seek God. That's why you humble yourself. That's why you become obedient. Oh, oh, I don't need a church. I don't need a pastor. So why did Jesus die for the church? And why did he say, upon this rock will I build my church? Why? You don't need the church? Say the, the God of this world had blinded the minds of them that believe not. Lest the light. Here's why, why he blind you. Because he's afraid you might start seeing again. Because he has to blind you. And keep you blind. You, you ever notice you come to church? Are you always in the same feelings? You, you, you can't, uh, you know, that same attitude sometimes. You, Wednesday night you come and you're moody. And the next Wednesday night, you're still moody. You ever ask yourself the question, why am I so moody? Huh? And we have an excuse. Hmm? Or you get up in the morning and you can't have the same feelings. You, you get up mad. If you know you get up and you're hungry and you don't even know what's bothering you, but you're just mad. Do you know why? Something's going on in your life. And you don't check it. You think that's normal. There's no such thing as normal. Is the devil doing a work on you. The devil is making sure he screw you up spiritually that you won't have a good day. So you won't ever touch God. Amen. You ever notice that? Yeah. See? This is, this is a battle, a race. You're not going to just get in. Okay? Because you're a favorite. God has no favorite. God's no respect to a person. You have to do the right thing. Right. This little church has got to do the right thing. No craftiness. We heard those scripture. You can't connive. You can't be deceitful. You can't work behind the past about one overturning. And still get a blessing. That's a coup. In the military. You'll be court martial. What about God? You think you get away with it? Nobody gets away with tampering with the work of God. You say but I do because God. No. It's God. That judges. And this is, a, this is a church that God has anointed. And you feel the spirit of God here. If you want to. This, this is not here for a show. God is the keeper of this church. And the same God. The same God that kept the early church. Will keep the latter rain church. He keeps the early church. Is the same God. But. But you've got to believe in the same God we heard tonight that kept Daniel will keep us today. 
Daniel had to pray his way through. Said, lest the light of the glorious, look at what he, the glorious gospel. What a gospel. Look at what we have, a glorious gospel. Of Christ. Who is the image of God? Who is the image of God? Jesus Christ. And it's his gospel, his glory. Somebody say, that's pastor. No, I'm only explaining it. I'm only explaining it. Who is the image of God? Should shine. Why is he blocking you? So you will not receive the image of God. That's why he's not the pastor's image. I got no image. He blocks you. And he keeps annoying you and blocking you because he said, eh, eh, don't believe that. But he's saying, don't believe. And every time you come to church, you get nothing. You get nothing because the devil blocks it. If you don't believe it, start rebuking him. Start telling devil, get out my face. I'm going to go on all the way. Start doing that in your life. You, what? Do that. The devil don't like you and he's robbing you. And he says, the God of this world, blind your mind. Are you going to just let him blind you and get away with it? No, that's what happened to the early church in Jude. They wouldn't stop the devil. They were preachers were afraid to preach it. But God raised up from time to time men that had the message of the word of God and they preached the word. And Paul said it, preach it and be instant in season and out of season. Exhort, rebuke with all long suffering and the, because the time will come and we are already there. When they will not endure sound doctrine. We become respect for a person. Personality. Oh, I like that one. I don't like that one. You know. Yes. Uh, it's like in a cafeteria line. Oh give me some of that. No I don't want that. I like two pieces of that. No no no. And we come and we pick and choose. What message and what we want to hear. But we, what we need. Is when you go to the doctor. You know what prescription for the disease that we have. When I go to the doctor, he tells me you need this. And take two of this a day. I don't ask him why. Because he's a doctor. Look at it. But it's powerful. You need to go home and read the scripture. Lest the light of the gospel of Christ, the good news, the death, burial, resurrection, the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God should shine Unto them. You know what's going to happen? When what the devil is blocking you from? From develop into God. Let us make man in our own image. Into the image of God. So it blocks you. Okay? Why do you think somebody called you on the phone and begin to gossip? I want to pull you away from the church. Why do you think that? He wants to rob you. And you say, oh, they're my friends. They're not. And then a cloud come over you of doubt and unbelief. But if you ever start rebuking that spirit. Sometimes you have to say cousin Joe. I'm just using a, a name. Our cousin so I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Tell them you got to rebuke them sometimes. You're pulling me away from God. You want to blind my eyes. I rebuke you. And, and I look at you how you live. You're not happy. You're miserable. 
You haven't found anything. You don't pretend, oh, we got something. No, you haven't found a thing. I know what's out there. Hmm? Anybody can end up sitting dry and dead and don't have, oh, I've got, I've got, no, I know that. I know what this Bible says. You haven't got a thing. You haven't got a thing. You've got to humble yourself and repent. And God's not joking. It's time to get back to God. In whom the God of this world is the let yet blinded the mind. The eyes. You're blind. You can't see. At them that believe that. Your eyes blind. Spiritually you can't see. And you know what? You tell yourself. I'm seeing. I don't need that deception. The Bible speaks about deception. Because iniquity shall abound. The love of many. When last have you tell God. Oh, I told God that and I, but really mean it. Really mean it. Because if you really mean it, you'll never be the same. You wouldn't be tormented. Who Who is the image of the invisible God should shine unto them? Verse 5. What's verse 5 says? Read, read on. For we preach not. Look at that. Paul said I wasn't preaching myself. I'm preaching Christ. But Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus the Lord. That's what you're preaching. Christ wants us to change. You, you mean that he's going to pour judgment upon the hurt? And without warning us? Huh? He wouldn't do that. God doesn't work like that. God, God poured judgment on Sodom. But Sodom had a message. Sodom had Lot. But they wouldn't listen to Lot. They laughed at Lot. They mocked him. They didn't believe. But God pours his judgment out. The floods had Noah. See? For we preach not ourselves. That's a, it's this book. Read it. Have you read it lately? Or you read it, but do you understand what he's saying? If you ever read this Bible like it is, you're going to be convicted. And you'll never try to destroy a church again in your life. And if you do, you repent. Amen. You'll never destroy a church. Never fight against the church. Come on. Amen. 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 The church is a dreadful place. Well, the minister should be weak. He should do that. No, he doesn't. No, he does not. He's sent by God, not by men. And he preached Christ. Did he say that we preach Christ? Look at for we preach not ourselves. Not me. It's not about me. It's Christ. It's not what I do for you. Amen. I just obey Christ. You just obey the Lord. What did God tell you lately? It's up there. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. Hmm? And ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. Notice, your servants, but not your footstool. Okay, I'm your servant to give your word. I'm your servant to study the scripture and give it to you. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not your servant to mop the floor so you walk on a nice clean floor. I'm a pastor. Amen. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not a, I'm not a servant to go buy your groceries. 
In the early church, they got Steve and a deacon, a couple of deacon fellows to go get groceries. The apostle never did it. The preachers, the real, they never done it. I must say, you got to do it. We've done it before. We've done a lot here. And now it's time for the word. God change it. It's now time for the Bible. Now it's time to preach and study the word. For God who, notice, notice, who, who does the light? For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. All right, it, this is powerful because there was no light. Remember Genesis 1? There was darkness. And what did God say? That's the same thing in your life. What happened in Genesis, they were dark, blind. There was no light until God says, let there be light. God commanded light. And that's what he has to do. Did you know that? The same power of the Holy Ghost has to move. And God command light to shine in your heart. That creative light. That's what he's saying up there. Without that command you're blind. For God who commanded the light. Who's the light? That's Christ. The knowledge of God to shine in out of darkness. You remember? Where, where were you? We were sometimes darkness. Brother Laka, we were out there. In darkness. And God reached you by the light. And here you are tonight. You weren't always in light. I wasn't always in light. God commanded light. To shine out of darkness. Thank God the light shone in my heart. Hallelujah. You feel that light? You feel that light don't you? God shone in your heart. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ is. Whether you like it or not. I believe it or not, Jesus Christ is coming back soon. And don't let nobody take your crown. You're not going to stop me from preaching the word of God. you got nothing to give me. Nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. You mean I'm just going to... I've been preaching for a long time. Many, many years. Been in jungles, overseas. Sickness and all of that. And then I come and just stop because you don't like it? Boy, you got some peanuts in your brains. Amen. I'm called to preach the word of God. And God deliver me from darkness. That's why I preach it. Amen. That's why I preach it. Because I want to see you saved. I want to see you love God. Amen. And you stand and serve God. And love God. You're not serving God because some cousin of yours serve God. It's time for you as an individual to love God and tell him. You don't care what Papa say. Or Mama say. Or Grandma say. Or Lucy says. Whoever that is. You only care about the word of God. God needs some soldiers. Not cowards. You stand up and you're afraid to preach the word of God. Because preach the word in season and out of season. The Bible said it, exhort, correct, rebuke with all long suffering and doctrine because the time has come. We've been there. They will not endure sound doctrine. Let me begin to wind it up. But God will shine in our hearts to give us the light. Verse 6, to give us the light of the knowledge. Look at that. Of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. You don't care if nobody responds. Just preach it. Amen. Because they don't reward you. They got nothing to give you. 
So you preach the word of God. And then they realize that this is a church. This is not a place where you can. Oh, just a few people. We just overturn them. No, you can't. Because greater is he that is in you. And one chase a thousand. We're going to stand and praise God Sunday to Monday. We don't care who's here. You're not here because of me. You're here because of Christ. You're here because you love the Lord. And the church is not a toy. You don't play with the church. You don't do what. And when I'm going to co- no, you might have controlled churches, but not in this one. Nobody controls this church. Absolutely nobody. And you know by now, nobody can control this church. Nobody. So it's a waste of time. And as long as there's one, we have church. Did I ever tell you one time I preached to trees? Mm-hmm. I can preach to benches. So you need to get demons out of your life. You need to get that spirit out of your life. You don't even know you got demons. You don't even know you got evil spirits. You think it's, it's got God's spirit. That's not God's spirit. That's devils. And the devil wants to spread his spirit around and control everything. Uh, we'll just control the pastor. No, you won't. Nobody control me. Nobody but the Holy Spirit. Nobody but God. Amen. Nobody can control me but God. I work for God. I told a, I told a person right in this city. Told a lady. One time she. Trying to tell me what to do. And I said. I'm not working for you. I work for the Lord. So I, I, you know, I don't work for you. I don't work for nobody in this church. Nobody. Absolutely nobody. You give me a paycheck? Huh? Are you giving me a paycheck? No, you don't. I don't even get a paycheck from the church. I don't work for anybody. I work for Jesus. Amen. I work for Jesus. Otherwise, I'm not free to preach the gospel. Because you're bound up. You're not free. But I'm here to preach. Until the last breath. I'm listen, I've been preaching all my a long time. A long time. I've been in jungles. Joy know over there in the Philippines stood up and preached the word. Am I not? Mosquitoes get out there and I preach. I never back up. Guyana, South America, all over the place. Africa. Preach this word in season. And I've seen God work. I love God tonight. I'm excited tonight. So we thank God for his mercy. So you don't let God, God's spirit depart from you and let the devil blind you. But you need to pray. Get on your knees and say, God, please deliver me from this spirit. I've been blind. Lord. Deliver me. Help me to give me love in my heart. Well, I'm not going to obey no pastors. Well, have your, have your fun. Have your fun. Because it's always going to be a ministry. Always going to be a ministry. Amen. So I thank God tonight. And we're going to receive our offering. We're going to receive. What a wonderful night. Brother. 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 Brother Head. That was really good. I, I, I think that all the people was happy. You you showed a beautiful spirit. You, you're a good man. And I, I, I sense your spirit was really good. I thank you for that uh, lovely and a lovely message that you gave. And God honor you tonight. And we honor you. And respect you for being such a 
such a good brother and faithful brother. Amen. You humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and God will reward you. Don't lift yourself up. Don't exalt and put, you know, push yourself. You just humble at over the head, humble yourself and God will bless you. And you will see this church you'll go.